0: You're listening to the Porch Time Podcast. I'm so excited. Are we doing this?
1: I think we're doing this. Here we go. A little sweaty today. Hello, guys. We're a little sweaty today. Okay, why does
0: that remind (laughs) me of (laughs) Krista?
1: That's why I did it. If you tuned into our episode with Krista not long ago, you would have heard her doing a funny voice like that.
0: Oh, my God. Yes, it's the mic at... um, What's the soul cycle?
1: Yeah, and I think she actually did say something. She's like, we're a little sweaty today, everyone. <laughs> Anyways, we are so sweaty. It's 90 degrees in LA per huge
0: And we can't have the AC on while we do recordings. So we're just like basically bathing in our own sweats.
1: And we're, you know, drinking some yummy sound sparkling water and eating some lesser evil popcorn. You know, it's... This ha- is this yeah. is us.
0: We're having ourselves a little work party.
1: Work party, 5 p.m. somewhere. It's actually 5 p.m. here, but we we don't have wine open yet. I don't know what we're doing. The days have been going by so fast. I can't even keep up. Yeah, with anything. It's always
0: like this. The summer flies, and the winter's like, when is this over? Nah,
1: nah. Anyways, we are here... We just That was fun. Hi, everyone. <laughs> we are here to talk about our incredible guest for today, Jenna Levine. She is the founder of Linnae Botanicals. She is a mom, and she is so incredibly educated in her field. It is inspiring beyond belief. Her intelligence, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like, mm. open up a dictionary for that word. Just can't say enough good things about this chat.
0: Yeah, she is... She's not only educated in her own field, but she's like everything that even has like a slight connection to mm. what she's doing. She knows about and yes. it's it's truly like you would think she'd be like, oh, she cares about your skin. She cares like about like cosmetic things like but that's not all. She's all about the planet. Oh the way gosh. she talked about farming was really interesting. Basically, she's She's educated herself on anything and everything that she finds interesting. And you'll hear about her schooling a little bit more because I think it makes sense once you hear her story.
1: And her job experience. She's had so many different jobs and so many different fields that led her to what she's doing today. And it's like, wow, mind blown.
0: And it's it's always based on her curiosity at the time.
1: Yes. That's what we were really inspired by, how curious she was and willing yeah. to learn and excited to get out and go. And we do. got
0: on the call and she was asking us more questions <laughs> than we were asking her. And we were like,
1: uh, okay. We're I guess. like, so. oh yeah, whatever you want to know. You're so cool. No, but we, we really can't wait for you all to listen to this one. So here is Jenna Levine.
2: Hi ladies, it's Jenna. Jenna! Jenna! it's so Are good to okay? meet you it's so good to meet you i love what you've created
1: we feel the exact same way about you and we were just reading your story and we're really inspired and can't wait to learn more oh my gosh
2: as, as am i inspired and with items and the cart my only disappointment <laughs> is you don't have that cute little um short and t-shirt set and and butter for 18 24 months but i did put myself
1: on the notify list so we will check
2: I will be fully
1: outfitted (laughs) and we'll check if we have anything hidden away that we can send you obviously so now all about you though can you introduce yourself who you are what you do I want to talk all things Linnae that's how it's pronounced correct
2: correct yeah it's Linnae the last name um of Carl von Linnae he was uh an 18th century Swedish botanist. And um, beyond that, I mean, he was so many things and we can kind of go down that rabbit hole um, when you're ready, but he was ethnobotanist and a physician and a physician of the royal family, no less, and a professor at the university of Uppsala and an extreme plant enthusiast um, and uh Is the is the namesake of our brand, but I am Jenna Levine. Um, No Swedish heritage, but definitely um, we have a lot of very close Swedes in our our family life, and um, um, and I I, I am very influenced by family. I started making skincare when I was about ten years old in my parents in my family kitchen. My mother uh, is an amazing uh, chef. She was trained in France um, and allowed my sister and I to play with her in the kitchen. And so I learned all about cooking and recipes and uh, just loved the play of mixing things together. And my father uh, is a surgeon and professor of medicine and uh, so between the two, that Hippocratic axiom, let thy food be thy medicine is definitely, um, was definitely, I was, I was heavily influenced by that. Um, and uh, my parents, while very health minded, were by no means um, kind of wellness-y in the way that um, we all are kind of becoming today. Um but my girlfriend, my, my best friend, I was three years old and uh, with both of our birthdays approaching, that will be 34 years of friendship, oh, um, yeah. which oh, is so fantastic. Her mom was totally new age and far out. And of course, you know, <laughs> Julia was totally turned off by her mom. Um, and, but I would be delighted to come over for play dates when she was serving green juice and doing her feng shui crystals. And, um, she got me a, uh, health, uh, like facial DIY facial book when I was 10 and I was, um, I just loved making all these recipes from that book, uh, the herbal home spa by Greta Breedlove and it really just kicked off an interest, uh, in me. Um, so, uh, started making skincare at that, at that age, but my interests were, um, more in the, in the food space, um, as I sort of developed, um, you know, through education and career, I worked a lot in, um, nutrition and cooking and farming and food justice and food advocacy um urban food systems uh, wow. and sort of through that always was looking for opportunities to connect more directly with our food source um and and directly with the land and farmers um and that ended um kind of by way of uh architecture it was, in uh, columbia in new york i ended up in in california um and (laughs) found the regenerative design institute which pulled me back into um and herbal medicine by way of
1: permaculture
2: so it's a long and winding road that led me to lanae wow our jaws uh, are
1: on the floor i very
0: accomplished woman here
2: i was I'm a polished dilettante. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, the way, that's
1: the
0: way to go.
2: But I, you know, I mean, I think all of those experiences, I I um, was a food stylist for a while in New York. I did fla- floral arrangements for uh, fashion campaigns. Um, all of those things um, have really lent themselves really well to running a business, which uh-huh. is if you are a startup, um, it really helps to be a multi hyphenate.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I have maybe like eight hundred questions just from your <laughs> intro. Like,
2: I'm oh, awesome. sorry, that was not very.
1: No, that no, was that was lucky. not a clear hold- line. It's so
0: inspiring. I think because it sounds like you're really trying all the things. Like, they all seem like connected in some way, but also like in opposite directions. So, I think from Like, just starting as a kid, I would love to know, like, what kind of recipes you were making, like, because I did that, and I, like, for example, I can't smell turmeric anymore because I made so many turmeric masks (laughs) that, like, it's, like, done for me, but I'm just, like, so interested because I really want to create more at home, so.
1: Yeah, basically, we want to start doing what you did at 10, but at 26.
2: um never too late but yeah I I you know I made a lot of stuff for my mom and for my sister my sister uh is almost four years younger than me and so you know she needed she didn't need any skincare but it was you know for the for the point of play so I made you know simple things grated apple with lemon and honey Um, I remember I always made one with, um, when it was in season, tomato and cucumber with sunflower seed. I think you could mix that with yogurt. That was very cleansing to the skin. Um, I used to make one just really simply for my mom, I think it was with just beaten egg white. Mm. That was very kind of, uh, made the skin feel really kind of lifted and taut. Uh, and I, uh, my mom actually recently ran into gosh so many years later um to a friend of hers and they were catching up and she was you know saying what I'm doing now and she said gosh I remember 20 something years ago when we met for lunch and I said your skin looks so good and your secrets and you told me that your daughter your 10 year old daughter had just made you an egg white facial so
0: it's funny yeah it sounds like you were curious as a kid too. Like a curiosity for what was around you. Very curious. I, and,
2: and, and again, very fortunate. At, at the age of 15, I uh, went away for six weeks to Tibet uh, with other wow. 16 year old, 15, 16 year olds. Um, and there again, influenced um, I uh, sort of picked my project to study, uh, with a local doctor who was a, you know, there practicing herbal medicine. Um, so learned a lot about Tantra, um, Tantric medicine. I mean, as much as I could given the language barrier, it was a lot of observation. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I went to, I went to Tibet when I was 15 years old. I was definitely a curious,
1: a curious kid. Oh, what was that experience like for you? What did you take away from that?
2: Um, it was so, and so, so influential for me. I It definitely inspired a love of um, of the unique sort of cu- unique cultural difference. Um, we did a lot of, we spent a lot of time in Lhasa where I did that independent study project with that healer, but also we spent a lot of time in the mountains um and um i've always felt so at home in nature and seeing you know the himalayas and that kind of unbridled wilderness was extremely influential to me as a young one a young girl young woman um and this sort of respect for And this is a sort of a sense of connectivity to people who are so different and sort of a commitment to um, environmental stewardship and um, this kind of desire and need to um, be aware of others and, and, and protect culture and protect the planet.
1: Wow.
0: Okay, Drew. I don't think I've ever met anyone that loves popcorn as much as you.
1: That's very true. But you know what? It was time that I had to find a really good, healthier popcorn option, and I think I finally found it. <laughs> <laughs> Lesser evil. Simple acts, clean snacks. I mean, with a tagline like that, you know I'm pulling it yeah, off the shelves.
0: They reeled you in hard.
1: They reeled me in, and guess what? They have something for the whole family. They've got organic popcorn, paleo puffs, power curls, sun poppers, little puffs. I mean,
0: come on. In the most amazing flavors, like the little puffs come in like strawberry beet, Mm,
1: which is so so interesting and
0: like for your kids, just fantastic. And you can snack on them too.
1: Yes, (laughs) we... Truly can't say enough good things. We love that this company cares about sustainability, transparency, and they have really high level certifications. USDA USDA organic, non-GMO project verified, certified grain free, low in sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't get better than this. So we really want you all to love this popcorn as much as we do, and these snacks, because trust me, once you go lesser evil, you do not go back. So use our code all the babies 20 in all caps for 20% off your first order at www.lesserevil.com we know you're gonna love this so you spent all this time in Tibet at 15 and then continued your studies and then went to Middlebury correct for for college yeah I went to middlebury for
2: college and I was in both the environmental studies and art program there. Um, so a lot of what I did in my um, art studio was sort of a kind of reflection of, of a lot of various things I was studying in school, but um, certainly was very tight. A lot of my, my thesis work was very tied into, um, into the world of, of science, physics, chemistry. Um, and biology I mean I'm just like wow
1: (laughs) yeah it's
2: it's been I I'm yeah I feel very very fortunate I mean and that's a little bit in part two the reference to Linnae was I want when I was naming the brand I was thinking about all these incredible mentors and teachers that I've had that have kind of guided me along and um Allowed me to discover this the world in this way, and so Lene is a little bit of an homage to all of those um all of those guides as well.
1: After after Middlebury, were you were you thinking of Lene yet at Middlebury? Were you working no. on projects? Okay, so walk us no. through the, the school timeline because there was a lot of education involved in your in your story. No.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh, education is everything. Um, So I studied at Middlebury, and I was really interested in design, um, in systems design, um, ecological design, and um, I uh, had some interest in potentially moving into the world of architecture, eventually made my way way to New York to do this pre-architecture program at Columbia um and realized that I loved architecture but it wasn't my scale um and that being a dancer and so forth I just always felt much more in the scale of the human body Mm. and that that was kind of just kept on getting sort of more and more micro um over the years where I went kind of being from you know interested in um uh, landscape design to being really just focused on the plants and then, you know, focused on plant medicine. So yeah, I moved out. Eventually I, I, I worked for um, a really phenomenal, well-recognized um, set designer in New York, Stefan Beckman, who did um, sets for all the ma- major fashion brands, Hermes, Chanel, Louis Vuitton, We did sets for their campaigns, um, which was really creative, but also um, very, very wasteful. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was challenging. And I then kind of shifted to um, food styling, um, working for publications like Bon Appetit and Gourmet, uh, and then moved to California um, and helped a friend with her um, design, maintenance, um, and implementation um, company where she was converting lawns into native plant habitats, specifically um, butterfly habitat, so using a lot of um, plants that were really inviting to various species of, of butterflies. Um, and I worked for Scribe Winery for a little while. A oh, wonderful, do you know Scribe? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought maybe, um, wonderful folks up there, um, in Sonoma and then was doing my studies, uh, in Bolinas, an amazing little corner of the world, um, in, in Northern California on the coast at the Regenerative Love Design Institute, um, uh, at a perma, it was a per- permaculture farm. Um one uh the the only room on campus, so to speak, is was a is a yurt. Uh we slept in, in tents even through the winter. Um and I did that uh that in a um my botany and herbal medicine uh course there. Um I lived in San Francisco and it was like, you know, I'd come up with, uh, for the weekend or whatever. Um, and and sleep in my little tent. (laughs) Uh, And then we traveled all over California. I fell in love with California and got to really know some amazing uh, parts, really just biodiverse, um, interesting parts of California, all the way up north in the juicy, juicy Klamath um, Lakes region to the, you know, dry, like, mars-like environment of you know bishop california um uh, anza borrego desert wilderness and what you know with my my group we would go on just these incredible hikes every day and botanize just learn all about the plants um that we were we'd encounter and uh when appropriate and responsible and safe did some light foraging I had a still I would bring my still around the campfire and make hydrosols and essential
1: oils at night oh yeah (laughs) how old are you at this point in your that was probably I want to say eight
2: no it can't be eight years ago I'm going on six years of my business so maybe 10 years ago Hmm. I'm really
1: bad at that stuff but a it time, was all space kind of time, in a row. I know I'm horrible at that too, but like you kind of went from Middlebury to, you know, New York to, Cal- to San Francisco. To
2: California. And then I worked for True Botanicals and Marie Veronique. Oh, wow. Um, okay. They
1: were once one brand.
2: Um, and I worked for them um, for a brief period, all too brief, but I worked with them until they um, split into uh, what is now True Botanicals and marie veronique. um, and then moved back to New York and really started Lene then, um, while I was working for True and Marie, um, my, I, my sister was living in New York and now, um, grown up, a uh, student at Barnard and had really bad cystic acne. And we met on a family holiday in Mexico. And the poor thing, because she was an Accutane, she couldn't even be out in the sun. Um, her skin was really sensitive and dry, flamed. Um, and I felt, you know, this kind of return to, um, what we had been doing, at you know, 10 and seven. And, um, so I started making a a product for her, which we iterated, iterated and ultimately became our balanced face oil. So, um, that's, was really the first product that was made. And my father being, um, a surgeon, he, um, you know, the other day, gosh, I spoke to him, he was in surgery for 13 hours, so that's a lot of hours wearing a face mask, and this was, of course, um, years before the pandemic that I mm. developed our Purify Face Wash, but it was really, you know, kind of intended to address the um, skin concerns that my father experienced um, wearing wearing a mask all the time, um, wow, and we all know that. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, so it's helped a lot of people, um, it's helped a lot of purify has been a real bestseller for us and it's helped people with all sorts of skin conditions, but is really, really incredible for keeping the pores clear, um, and, um, both preventing and correcting blemish prone skin. So that was created for my father. My mother was using really, um, expensive cosmeceutical skincare that I, you know, came to discover was full of fillers and potential carcinogens. And so I created Renew, a Renew serum and a repair face oil for her. Um, Yeah. So just started creating products for my family. I had some really bad psoriasis. I created my smooth balm for my own um, dry skin. And um, it was wonderful because living in New York in such a tight community, um, things just kind of word travels. And so I did a beta test for about a year. And in that time, the products um, ended up in the hands of Christine Molka, who was forever the director. I actually don't remember her exact role, but a director um, at Bon Appetit. And she was interviewed by Jane Larkworthy, who was the beauty editor of w magazine and uh, w was coming out with their annual april the next best uh, edition and they were featuring you know all these wonderful designers and writers and they chose lanae is the next best thing in beauty which was so exciting um and it was a really fun time because i had been doing my beta test and, um, you know, making everything out of my apartment, um, as all stories start. And, um, and she was like, okay, we're gonna, you know, feature you and this baby launches in April. And I, um, just worked with this amazing, uh, New York based Israeli artist, Amit Greenberg to help create, we created all the branding and packaging together, um, which was really exciting and fun. I think I was building the website on, you know, Shopify till, you know, four o'clock that the the morning that the magazine went to subscribers. So, and, and as
1: they say, the rest is history. Oh my gosh. I mean, first of all, well, God, it's like, It's too hard to even. Yeah. Where do you start? (laughs) Just to end, to start where you just ended. I'm curious because you're making all of these things. You're coming up with all of the balances, the combination, what's what. Um, Obviously I'm assuming very few ingredients, very organic, good for you ingredients. Um, But how do you scale something like that when you're working from small batch into your apartment to oh our brand just became big how do I make like 50,000 serums or whatever I don't I don't know what type of batches you're making but how that do you would be wonderful we're
2: not quite there yet but um, <laughs> we have a wonderful lab um, based in New Jersey um, not far from the city um, and they helped us, um, scale and our whole MO is we make, uh, very small batches still to, so that products are hyper fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have best buy, um, or best before dates on all of our, Bottles, um, we've never had, using our highly effective but natural preservation methods, we've never had any issues of yeast, mold, fungus, uh, microbial contamination, Um, but we have these uh, best before dates on there so that products can be enjoyed at their absolute freshest Um, uh, since, you know, this is skin food. Um, And we're using, you know, lots of, you know, raw, unprocessed um, ingredients. So we want them to be used when they're most potent. Um, And yeah, we make product every few months. Um, You know, those batch sizes are growing um, as um, our loyal uh, community keeps growing, but um, we are still making product very frequently. And you'll find sometimes from time to time, and this is something we're working to correct, but scaling is very challenging, especially on products like our Purify Face Wash. It was very hard to scale that product because the the thickness of it changes so much um, as things um, are sort of whipped and different machines have different blade styles and, you know, we have have to figure out blade speed and um, the sort of, time of you know different different phases of incorporating ingredients so there's a lot of nuance um actually involved and so you know in the there was a lot there were issues with consistency um we also had um i wouldn't i wouldn't like to call them so much issues um or challenges as um working with naturals, there are, there are, there are, there's variability. Um, All of our ingredients come with certificates of analysis and safety material data sheets. And um, we know that we're hitting targets for desired actives, Um, but you know, there's color, can be color change. There can be slight scent change. And so, you know, in a world of standardization, that can be sometimes frustrating or initially concerning for customers um, as they kind of come to get to know us and the, the raison d'être of why that batch looks a little, um, uh, uh, that sounds so pretentious, I'm like hating myself for that raison d'être. The reason why, Well, you know, why, why, um, there is a a true reason why there is variability. And, um, and, you know, especially when you're sourcing from sometimes um, smaller producers and so forth Um, that can be the case,
1: but isn't
2: that also kind of the magic? Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, we can relate too. our, we do everything in small batch as well. And, even to the dye so not every time is the dye gonna match and we're kind of like well isn't that what sort of makes it unique unique? you have that shade of yellow and i mean you know it's interesting it like
0: i think once people understand where it's coming from it's much it's much easier to be like okay so i totally understand why the color might change why the, the scent might change because you're really working with real growing products like this isn't something you're like getting out of a tube or like making in a lab this is like something that's growing so it 100 makes sense why there would be some variability between product
2: i love that that i i saw i saw that you are making everything in small batch and lost in los angeles and that's mm-hmm. wonderful it's really beautiful
1: because it really It is just as much as skincare is, is food for the skin. You know, the clothes that you put on your body. Oh my goodness. Affect like I, for example, struggle with really bad eczema. I've had it since I was a baby. And I did all this research about what you should be putting on baby skin. And like a lot of, I started questioning, and I was like, "Could I have gotten eczema just from the bad quality of the clothing that was like potentially Absolutely. put on me from these dyes, from these polyesters?" Like these or products? you
2: think too? I mean, just on all the byproduct and runoff into our water Absolutely. system, and just yeah, the byproduct of production is is can, can, it can be very um, can be very hazardous. So what you're doing is quite extraordinary.
1: I,
0: same to you. It's I mean, also interesting to me because I feel like. There's there's some more conversation about food and how it's impacting us, where it's grown, how locally it's grown, yeah. like what small batch there is. But with clothing, there's n- not that much conversation. Like a lot of people I know are still wearing like 99% polyester and like yeah. if they really yeah. don't understand that that's plastic. And that's so like,
2: interesting that you say that because when I was doing um, my um, sort of final. Project work for my botany and herbal medicine um, certification. I was so sort of tied into the food world in California, and I and I realized, wow, people are starting to really have, really um, become really aware of of the food that they eat but we are still so far behind oh my God. in skincare and clothing and furniture and construction materials and um you know gosh and you think about all these kids clothes that are covered in you know flame retardants and oh. um <laughs> it's really hard and i've I've really become so much more aware of it as uh, as a mother and trying to make choices. But fortunately, you know, as a mother today and, you know, with access both just in terms of resources and being able to connect with wonderful folks like yourself, you know, just, there's so much more opportunity to make better choices for your family.
1: Yeah. I would love to know like where, where do we start for all the new moms listening, for people our age listening, who don't have kids yet, but they want to ensure that they can give their kids the best life that they can give, you know, teach them how to love their environment that they're in, how to care for that environment, teach them about what to consume, like, obviously, it's a broader question, (laughs) but where do we start, or like, what ingredients do we, how can we sort of be more sustainable, one, and this can be like, your personal experience what you've done what you guys do eat better and what can we put on our our skin and bodies that is actually feeding us and not just a 98 dollar bottle for something that is literally just marketed to you that's not even doing anything
2: well that's a big question but i think when it comes down to is finding community and whether that is, um, you know, your local community, your local farmer at the farmers market, uh, skincare, you know, maybe maybe your community is online. Um, but I think you know it's it's really hard to cut through the clutter. So the best way to do it, I think, is to um, support smaller brands um, that are have, because those brands are you know often have a ton of transparency a lot of integrity um the founders um and makers will be much more available to you to answer any questions that you have um they're not going to be you know the decisions that that these companies are making are not going to be sort of run by shareholders and um large sort of corporate you know overseers so um they're going to have a lot of sort of a sense of real understanding and control over, um, how they're conducting their business. So I think, you know, and yeah, I think it's just kind of tapping into, um, those relationships is yeah. kind of the first, the first way to, um, cut through the clutter and, and find, you know, brands with, and, and makers with true integrity.
0: I think on, on that note as well, like with clothing I have, and food as well, like I have an easier time doing that because like going to a farmer's market and buying a leek, I'm like, this is a leek, I, it's probably better. It's grown in California, I can go buy it and like take it home. But with skincare-
2: It's also gonna taste so much better. Oh so much of,
0: Yeah, of course. Um, but with skincare, I'm still having this issue where, I am educating myself. I like think I'm pretty aware of what I'm buying, but still it's like one of those things where there's so many ingredients in skincare that I really don't understand. It's so much science that I just don't get. Yeah. So like, what, what do people do that? Like walk into a Sephora and are faced with like 3000 different skin creams, like where like I just don't even know what to look for Same. as I'm looking for a skincare. They
2: just go on their phones and they go to linabotanicals.com <laughs> and they get their free shipping. And yes! Are
0: Drink, yeah, everyone. It's truly a party in a glass. Any kind of glass that you want it in, it can be in. It's a party.
1: It's a party without the alcohol, which. Honestly, in my opinion, can sometimes be a better party.
0: Honestly, the the older I get, the less alcohol I want in my life. Every time I drink, I'm like, this was not it. I should have had some Ghia.
1: I 100% agree. Can we move on to Ghia for the rest of the summer, maybe? I've, yeah
0: I've made that pact with myself and now I'm making it with you
1: it's bitter it's delicious the packaging is next level truly mm-hmm. like once you get your hands on Gia, you just want to keep wanting more so we have a code for you it's Gia plus babies for, 15, uh, for 15% off your first order that's G-H-I-A plus sign B-A-B-I-E-S at www.drinkia.com you are gonna love mm-hmm
2: it's it, but it, it is it's all it is overwhelming um or like you know, ingredients think,
1: in general that just like we should absolutely be avoiding obviously first step is to go to Lene. Duh. <laughs> i like can't wait to try everything but, uh, but
2: you know i think of course there are you know fragrances that are made with natural ingredients so the word fragrance isn't necessarily an absolute mm. no-no to avoid but i usually find that um you know, uh, because fragrance is, um, considered a trade secret, it can be an umbrella term for a lot of hidden things. Mm-hmm. So that is sort of not one thing to fear or to reject flat out, but to, um, be aware of that if something has fragrance in it, you aren't necessarily fully aware of what's um, right. in the product. Um, yeah. Um, and you know if it's if it's made you know it's all naturally derived um it will it will say you know nat, you know from natural sources um and in some cases as i'm learning with for example the development of our sunscreen that a, an aromatic compound uh, um, derived from all natural ingredients but that might be labeled as um, fragrance um isn't necessarily all bad and in fact can sometimes be more appropriate for a product that's um, destined to um, protect you from the sun because, you know, of course, certain ingredients that are natural, um, you know, just because it's natural doesn't mean it might not cause some irritation or have yeah. uh, photosensitivity. Um, so um, I think, you know, Gosh, it's so hard because there's so many ingredients, but, you know, I think there are wonderful platforms like, um, credo, uh, credo beauty. Oh, yeah. Um, they, um, partnered with a friend of mine, Sabrina Noriani has a company called clear for me. And, um, if you uh, go to uh, credo, um, and look at any ingredient list there, um, you can hover over an ingredient and, um, it will kind of tell you what that ingredient is and its function. Another wow. amazing resource is um, and the Environmental Working Group has the Skin Deep database. It's not perfect by any means, and there are some shortcomings. Like there are so many new um, biotech sourced, um, you know, alkanes. For example, alkanes maybe historically um, were made from petrochemicals, and so. They um, could be, um, you know, a biological hazard, um, but now there are certain alkanes that are derived from coconut, for example, and um, do not pose this threat. So the, the, the database may not be 100%, you know, um, up to date in that regard, um, but it's a, a really good jumping off point if you're just not sure, if an ingredient sounds really scary Maybe it's actually just a fatty acid or a, okay. a, a salt, um, but it's just, you know, more a, um, you know, just a sort of a, 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 a portion of, um, you know, a fatty acid chain or something like that. And and that can be a good way to kind of um, mm-hmm. just, you know, re, you know, reduce fear and sort of be like, oh, that's actually a, a totally safe. Uh, clean ingredient even though it has a long longer and scary um Um,
0: I think I'm starting to understand what you mean by community a little bit more because I was thinking like like our version of like like community but I also think like what I'm getting from you is like try like you might not because this is something like I really understand very little of it maybe it's like finding your people and trusting them like finding the people that have the knowledge and even though you might not understand trusting
1: them and then giving giving it a try like even what i've been holding on to this whole conversation that is so that makes me just i mean from the moment you entered the chat i was like oh i trust this woman she knows yeah. what she's talking about her experience her knowledge but what i really loved about your start of lane and what does again connect back to community in a beautiful way and trust is that you literally developed your first few products based on the personal individual needs of the people you love the most your sister's cystic acne you know your dad being in surgery for all these hours like you did all these things to actually make yeah, their these day-to-day products better.
2: products are made um, they were initially made for the family and
1: they are made for my, for my growing
2: 1A family
1: now. What better community than that, that you've built? Like it's, it's really special. And we joke, you know, I, I,
2: we don't test our products on our, you know, lab animals, but certainly my dog has tasted every, every product off my body. Um, But no, mom, I created three, we just launched three products for Um, children skin um, you know anyone with super sensitive skin Mm -hmm. but the products were initially formulated for my daughter Elle and you know she tested them for a year before um, we launched them so they're made with love and you know for our our growing Linnae family
0: I have I heard something now that you talked about kids products but I heard something a long time ago that always flies around in my head and I don't know if it's true or not but I was listening to someone on YouTube and they were like, I always try to find children product or like, because those are made for like specifically sensitive skin and like very carefully formulated. So she was like, she always uses kids products as much as she can, because that will be like the most unintrusive for her skin. She had really sensitive skin. So I'm just wondering, like, what's your, what's your view? Yeah.
2: On- so It's interesting. I mean, I think sensitive skin is also just an interesting topic on its own because I think so much, like while children's skin is delicate and we need to, we don't need to use a lot of, you know, active ingredients on, on, we just want pure, simple ingredients. Mm. Skin becomes, skin isn't necessarily, shouldn't necessarily be intrinsically sensitive. Skin becomes Mm. sensitized. Um, through environmental stressors, through an overly aggressive skincare routine, um, through, you know, uh, funky clothing, like you said, Jenny, um, through nasty detergents. Um, And um, so our core collection, even though it's very hardworking, people who have you know, who describe their skin as sensitive, have found, have had a lot of success with our line because um, even though the ingredients are very effective, um, they are designed to truly feed the skin rather, and support the skin's and the body's own natural process, rather than kind of fight, you know, sort of subordinate it into- um, you know, behaving a certain way. And that's kind of, that's also explains why our products, um, will help someone who has, you know, really oily blemish prone skin, and then there's, it'll help their skin harmonize. And then they can continue to use that product. Um, that product doesn't sort of lose its, um, its potential because, um, it just continues to kind of keep the skin healthy and happy, um, rather than, Um, just like control or master the skin. Um, So our products really honor the body's own intelligence and just want to kind of feed and support that intelligence because, and and those reserves, because even though our bodies are amazing and make hyaluronic acid and make, um, you know, we have so many, um, make our own antioxidants. um, We are you know, out in the world and environmental stress does de- de- deplete those reserves, age depletes those reserves. So we're just kind of trying to sort of build up those nutrients, um, so that the body can have what it needs to do what it does best. Um, now with that said, you know, children don't need as sophisticated ingredients as, um, you know, our renewed, I, uh, uh, face serum or or revive eye emulsion they just don't need that um so i would say to that um woman who was using the children's products if her needs are simple that's perfect now we also have a lot of um uh customers who are in their 50s 60s and 70s and so we need a a higher performing um you know, nutritionally dense, active products for them. So, um, so I, but I, you know, again, even with all of the sort of complexity and the, the, the comprehensive, um, there's quite a few ingredients in, in the Renew Serum um, as compared to, uh, or there are several, I shouldn't say quite, quite a few, there's, there's many ingredients in the Renew Serum um, that are kind of working synergistically together to, to achieve a, uh, you know, retinol-like effect, but without you know retinol, for example, um, that is going to be really appropriate for someone, you know, 20, 20 25 and up. Um, but um, for a baby, you know, our our replenish oil has four ingredients in it. And so, but, and, 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 and not um, uninteresting ingredients. We're using passion, uh, cold pressed uh, passion fruit, seed oil, amla oil, which is Indian gooseberry, um, buriti oil, which is this beautiful uh, palm fruit that looks like almost like armadillo has like almost like this armadillo shell on it. Um, and produces this vitamin A rich, amazing red, uh, luscious oil. Um, and then perilla seed oil, which is one of my favorites, uh, also known as shiso, um, seed oh oil, God. which is just like really great for anyone with super, super sensitive skin, really anti-inflammatory. So, you know, wow. not uninteresting or unsophisticated ingredients, just, um, few, um, so, you know, very bio bioavailable and biocompatible.
1: I feel like we need like 18 episodes with you just so we can learn. Thank you <laughs> so much, Jenna, for sharing your story, for inspiring us to lead a healthier and better lifestyle, to be better to the earth, to maybe go back to school, <laughs> and mm-hmm. just to, to continue finding curiosity and education and everything you do. It's, it's really great to see you at 10 and you now and all the parallels and all the beautiful lessons and the journeys and it all led you here today and you're doing beautiful things so thank you as
2: are you and thank you so much for your time i really enjoyed chatting a lot of information on both of our instagram at Linnae botanicals and on our blog um journal linnaebotanicals.com that we, we post a ton of content about um, various ingredients. We have a whole kind of series that we do from time to time called Amazing. Debunk the Junk, where we talk about um, you know various sort of skincare terms or myths. Um, and yeah, we're all about education and transparency and empowering people to just make um, really healthy conscious
1: decisions. I love that. (laughs) Thank you and um, talk soon.